Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it. And this morning really deals with an ultimate issue. We try and deal with that every morning as we talk about really important things. The Word of God is important. All of it's important. But this morning, as we've been talking about the benefits and the importance of the Word of God in our lives, we've been in a series on this, we want to see a verse that Paul says, the Apostle Paul, about his goal that ought also be our goal. You ready? Here we go. We're in 1 Timothy chapter 1. Paul's writing to young Timothy, who's going to be taking over key leadership roles. And he writes and he tells Timothy this, the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. What a goal. That ought to, that was his goal in his teaching and instruction. It ought to be our goal as well. The Word of God is practical. It's down to earth. It gets to the point. And it's not just what we know. We're not only supposed to be learning things as we come here and get in the Word of God every day on, on this channel. I hope it's not just that we're learning new information, but that new information is having an effect upon us. It's transforming us from the inside out and making us more loving people. The goal is love from a good conscience, from a pure heart, that it, it, it wouldn't be an outward forced, constricted, forced into an, a form of love, but it would come from a good heart. I hope that you're developing a good heart that's right. We can have that. I know the scripture says of the unregenerate, the unsaved, the heart's wicked and deceitful above all else. And indeed, as we come to Christ, part of the sanctification process is God making us pure in heart. We saw this earlier in the week. Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. And God is wanting to purify our heart. He refines us. A good conscience that we, we don't walk around with guilt and shame, but we, are, we know we're forgiven and we are living a life that enables us to have a good conscience in how we, when we encounter other people, we're not walking around knowing, boy, I'm a hypocrite or double-minded and a sincere faith. These are the things, the things we want. This was the goal of Paul's instruction. It ought to be the goal of ours. I hope when you're, when I share the word, and I hope when you share the word, we're, we're realizing this is our goal. But the question becomes, what is love? I mean, we have the signs that say love is love and the slogans about love, and we see Hollywood love, and we see movies about love, or we read books about love. And love is one of the deepest, strongest emotions and feelings and desires of human beings. It's part of what sets us apart. God is love. We're made in the image of God. And so there's this deep, deep inner need to love and be loved. And yet, because we're fallen and the effects of sin in our lives, we are also, the love that we have can be confusing, even twisted. And so there's four words here in the Greek language that referred to love. We say love is love here in English. We only have one word. In Greek, they had four words, and and to to make sure that we're not kind of tricked by cheap political slogans or Hollywood movies, we want to see the different types of love. One is the word the four on the screen here. The four words. One is eros. We get our word erotic from it. It comes from the Greek god eros, 
and Eros or the, would be similar to the Roman god, mythological god of Cupid. So you think of being struck by the arrow, struck by love, a passion. You fall in love with someone. You have this romantic love, this physical passion for someone. That's Eros love. Okay. Then you have Phileo. We get our the city Philadelphia is named based in on Phileo love as it should be brotherly love, the city of brotherly love. And phileo is, uh, you have things in common. You you have common interests, common attractions. And so you are brotherly love. You share you share as brothers um, or a, a, a that type love. And then there's uh, storge. And storge is family love. The family parents, the love parents would have for their children, the, the love you have for your natural family. And the final word is agape. Agape and agape is unconditional, self-sacrificial love. This is the type love that God has for us. This is the type love often when we see the word love in the Bible. This is more often than not. This is the word used in the New Testament. Unconditional, self-sacrificial love. The other three loves uh, are are something that the the, the loved person is giving us in return. Eros, phileo, storge, that, that's something that we receive from them. But agape is, comes from the, the lover. In this case, it comes from God. And Paul is praying in 1 Timothy 1, and the goal of his instruction is that God is developing this within us so that we are driven not by what I get from a person, but from the love of my heart to what I give to a person. In first in Second Peter it talks about this as well, that we will escape the corruption in the world by lust, by having the divine nature formed within us. What is that divine nature? It is the nature of love. And so God is in the process, the sanctification process, shall we say, the growth process in life is that we are less lust and more love, less selfishness, more selfless unconditional love and that's what God wants us to have. And we need to we need to study the scripture. I would suggest the life of Jesus. You see that no one ever loved like Jesus. We 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 see of him he performed the ultimate act of love. He says here greater love has no man than this that one lay down his life for his friends. And of course Jesus laid down his life for us. John 15 verse 13. This is great love. This is agape love self-sacrificial, unconditional love that we should be having towards others. And God has this towards us. We read in Romans 5, verses 7 through 8 about this agape. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man, someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we are still sinners or while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. This is agape. We didn't earn that love. We we weren't we we could not stand there and say I was good enough. Look at all the virtue I have, look at all the goodness. No, this comes from the heart of God. It's unconditional, self-sacrificial, given to us not because of our goodness, but because of his goodness. And God wants God loves us this way and he wants to develop this in us as well. Now, we're talking about the Bible, and we're talking about the effects of the Bible and how the Bible 
changes our life. And Paul says, the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. But how often do people argue about the Bible? And, and in arguing, sometimes they have very uncharitable attitudes, very unloving attitudes, very unloving actions. I mean, historically, there's been wars fought over interpretations of the Bible in Europe and so forth. And so we always want to remember that, that it's important. The Bible is a book of truth. And we want to stand on the truth of God. We want to contend earnestly for the faith. It's not enough. We don't want to, true love seen in the life of Jesus. I mean, Jesus always loved, but there were times, I mean, he was hard and harsh and strong and rebuked. And I mean, as you know, he even made whips and drew, drove people out of the temple once. And so there's this truth, this reality, this something that we have to do. And that's, Paul says this in Ephesians chapter four, that we are to speak the truth in love. Some people in the, in the name of love stop speaking the truth because they don't want to hurt someone's feelings. They think love means niceness. And so I want to be nice. And by the way, love is usually nice, but not always. Sometimes love disciplines. Sometimes love reproves. God says, those whom I love, I reprove. Those whom I love, I discipline. There are times when love is, is strong and firm. And so we want to have this proper understanding, speaking the truth in love. What does that mean? When I speak the truth, I'm not speaking it for my benefit. I'm speaking for the benefit of the listener. That's what it means to speak the truth in love. I, I may have to speak strongly. I may have to be firm. Sometimes a parent who loves their child must be firm. Sometimes a, uh, when we, we prove a brother or sister, we must be firm. But we're not saying it to get it off our chest. We're not saying it so we feel better. We're speaking the truth in love. We're doing it for their benefit. It's, it takes self-sacrificial, unconditional love sometimes to say the tough things. Believe it or not, I'm as as much as I on campus speak about tough issues, I don't like conflict. I don't like those tough conversations. I like to be positive, upbeat, encouraging, inspirational. Sometimes love has to say something tough and difficult, and that means dying to self to say the things we might not want to say. Speaking the truth in love, and what's the result of that? We are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being all Christians, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Here again, you see this is Paul's goal. We speak in truth. Every, every member does its part. We all are contributing. And what's the result of growing in Christ? The body builds itself up in love. So often I think this is the hidden need in the church. We must speak the truth. We must have faith. But we must have this self-sacrificial love. We live in a very narcissistic culture. All about me, me, me. It's all about what, how, how, how affirmation I get, and life's about me, and, and more and more our culture is like this. God calls us to a life of self-sacrificial, unconditional love. We take the gospel to people because we love them. We share the gospel because we love them. We share truth because we love them. We're not doing it for our sake. 
We're doing for their sake in obedience to God with this agape love towards others. Amen? Father in heaven, we come to you and we pray today and we pray that this the love of God would fill us. I think of how Paul prayed that the love of Christ would control him. Oh God, let the goal of our instruction, we believe the goal of your instruction is us, is to produce this agape love within us. We know it comes from Christ. We know it comes, we see the ultimate example of it in Jesus Christ. And Jesus, as you, by your Holy Spirit, live within us, you produce this love in us. We're so grateful, and we thank you. We pray, Father, just today, this very day, continue this process of less of the lust of the world and more of the love of God. Help us not to confuse them. Help us to know what true agape looks like. Help us to not think that eros is agape or storge is agape or phileo is agape. I pray, Lord, fill us with this agape. We pray for it. We ask you for it. We give you this very day. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, folks, we love because he first loved us. And so if you want this agape, you've got to understand his agape for you. That's one reason we come here and get in the Word of God every single day, 830 a.m. live. And I hope you will join us if you're new, a special welcome. I know many of you come here every day and we get in the Word of God and we allow it to transform us from the inside out. This is what we want to experience the love of God so truly, so genuinely, that it changes our life, causes us to treat others in the same way God treats us. I'm so glad you're here. If you're if you're new again, I hope you will subscribe to our channel, share with your friends, like the video on the way out, and of course, put this in your schedule. We're here every day, so don't just come when you feel like it or I pop up on your YouTube page. Make it a practice to come here every day. Go to my website, subscribe to my email, and you'll be reminded of what topics I'll be speaking of the next day. And that'll help encourage and motivate you. For those of you here every day, you know I love you. So glad to have you along. It's a privilege to me to be sharing or sowing the good seed of God's word on the good soil of your life. God bless you. I love you. I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.